April 2. I'm John Barker from Winning Post, joining leagues Jackpot, Joel Marshall and Dynamite, Dan Nuttall. Well, Joel, Rose Hill last week, we had three races. We ended up at Newcastle on Monday. We've got day one of the championships at Randwick. And uh, it's a heavy 10 as we speak to you on Thursday afternoon. Uh, I have seen up to 35 mils forecast for Friday. Could we end up at, at a, with a twilight at Poon Carey on Tuesday? <laughs> well, you never know in these times. Um, you've, uh, yeah, yeah, they've got to be pretty flexible. So, look, it's hopefully, I think we're hoping Saturday is going to be not too bad. As you said, there's rain predicted tomorrow. Um, I think they're hoping that if they can get through Saturday unscathed, then the meeting can go ahead. But we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, look, it just seems to happen every year in Sydney with the rain. Um, this year and last year, obviously, it's been a little bit worse than normal. But hopefully we can get through. We've got monster fields, um, capacity fields for uh, three or four of the races. Obviously, the country final and Derby Doncaster and the chairmans with all the horses trying to uh, lead into the Sydney Cup. It's a fantastic program. Um, we know what we're dealing with. We're dealing with wet form. So we've had, uh, you know, all week to do the form. And look, it's, there's some tough races, but uh, there are a few that I'm quite keen on. So, yeah, look, ho hopefully we uh, get off unscathed. Well, one participant, Dan, who's, uh, who will be hoping we do go ahead. Well, obviously, there's a lot hoping we do go ahead at Randwick on Saturday, but hoping that we do get a genuinely... Vanderham-style wet track would be Danny Williams of uh, Goulburn, or perhaps they could go to Goulburn. It might be too dry, but uh, Shelby, 66, what an amazing story. Do you give him any hope? You've got to give him some hope, um, considering that, uh, you know, he ran so well behind Eduardo and beat Nature Strip, of course, in the challenge stakes on a, a heavy nine. And since then, he's only really, I guess, continued to improve. He's had the the benefit of running on his preferred sort of heavy surface. And he's now a group one winner after causing the galaxy a fortnight ago. So he's definitely a chance, especially if, um, yeah, we're in the heavy 10 range, um, even the heavy nine, he's got to be a chance whether, uh, he beats the, the top two, the big guns at the top there. I'm not too sure, but, um, look, if you've been backing him all throughout this preparation, there's no, there's no, no point to drop off considering he has, as I said, has run well, um, behind Eduardo and beaten Nature Strip. I guess the 1,200 metres are a little bit of a flight query, but, um, yeah, he's got to be given a chance, no doubt. Yeah, well, certainly if you have been backing him all along, he does not owe you anything. Well, we've also got black type uh, on drier surfaces and another big, big meeting at uh, Bendigo and also black type at uh, Morfordville and Ascot on Saturday. But uh, we will take you right through the Day 1 Championships card at Ramwick, first of all, because we've got nine black type races and the other one is the country championship, which is always one of the most fascinating races on the calendar. So let's start with race one at 12.10pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time. And uh, some of us are saying, thank goodness that uh, we are back to standard time on. Uh, it is the Wigan Kindergarten Stakes, group three set weights for two-year-olds. Joel? Tricky race to kick off. Not a lot of confidence for me, but I've gone with two Calgary Stampede. Now, he was a bit disappointing on the heavy 10 and the Todman, but he was four weeks between runs, and that was 1,200. I just think coming back to 1,100, 
if the Snowdens are happy to run him around on the heavy again, then uh, I'll be happy to butter up on him again. So each way, number two to eat one, Semyon. He's probably got the best form. It was a brave effort in the Blue Diamond. He hasn't raced since then, so a bit of a, a break between runs. Obviously, it was an emergency for the slipper, but um, he's got to be a chance on those form lines. The first starters have all showed something. I've gone with number 11, Kai Tak. He's the least fancy of the Bjorn Baker pair. But uh, she's a well-bred sister to Summer Passage. She ran second in a size this day a few years ago. Trialled well against Showcourt. So I think uh, big odds. I could have a dollar on her. And uh, number three, Spacewalk, in for fourth. Won a maiden last time, but prior to that had been performing pretty well at black type level. Two, one, 11, and three. I'm pretty keen on one of the openers, Spacewalk. The Exosphere Colt um, comes out of a Canterbury midweek race, but... The win there was excellent. He was well backed. Um, he didn't. He was sort of overcame a little bit of trouble in the straight, but once he was out, he put them away quite easily and won nicely. Um, pretty handy midweek two-year-old maiden uh, field that was. And look, he's obviously got to go up another level here, but um, he did run well in listed race and a listed race first up. He loves these conditions, these wet track conditions, and um, look, I think. <clears throat> Think off that run, he'll be really hard to beat in this. Uh, even though he's up to a up to a group three, so he's my best of the day at Randwick in the first race. One number three, Voldemort the five, um, excellent win at Scone, uh, putting a huge finish there. So it was uh, considering looking sort of no hope, um, sort of rounding the bend. Got the turn of footy showed there it was a very good first up performance. Obviously another tougher task for him here, but um, he's got some sort of future. In for third, I have the one Semion comes out of the stronger Blue Diamond race and uh, look held his own after leading him up there. And in for fourth, the ten Ginger's Gal, uh, three five one ten for me. Race two at Royal Randwick on Saturday, Fujitsu General Carbine Club Stakes, sixteen hundred meter Group Three, the three year olds at set weights and penalties, Joel. Well, this could be a confidence booster for Danny Williams. I've gone with number two, Jalmari, was uh, thrown right into the deep end in the group two Ajax last time out. He was 100 to one, probably should have been two or three times that, but I guess the small field kept his price down a bit. But he really ran way above those expectations. As I was going past the line, he was surging past the place getters. His previous form was in much lesser grade, but he was showing a lot of promise. He's got a fair bit of ability, this bloke. He was in the, uh, the Tullock. Um, and was supposed to run on, on Saturday, but then scratched when it went to the Monday. So they've obviously elected just to keep him back in distance. I've gone his way just ahead of three straight Aaron, who's only had the two runs. Debut winner at Sandown. He was off a bit of a break at Warwick Farm the other day. It was a strong performance. He kept eating into the winning margin of Lock Eagle. He looks like 1,600 will be right up his alley. Uh, one flying crazy who won the Canberra Guineas. Was well back there and got a lovely rails run. Sweet Ruby finished third in that race. Probably not much between them. I'll throw them in for third and fourth. Two, three, one, nine. I've gone the three on top. Straight Aaron. Um, bumps into the good lock eagle first up, but he's run well. <coughs> and um, <coughs> beat everything else quite easily. So 1,600 metres now suits. Um, the debut win uh, back in January was quite impressive. Two, Jalmari. Uh, as Joel touched on, very good in a much tougher race last start um, on the heavy nine. So gets through the ground okay. One flying crazy uh, listed winner last start. Good ride there, but uh, pretty bit a pretty handy field. And in for fourth, I've got the six. Um, Golf of Saros. Three, two, one, six. 
Race three at Randwick on Saturday, TAB Adrian Knox Stakes. Group three for the three-year-old fillies at uh, under quality handicap conditions, Joel. Yeah, tricky race. Uh, there's a couple that I'll be playing here. I've gone with four secret glamour. I've always liked this filly. She was... She has been very sparingly raced this prep, and maybe they're just trying to have a peek at this sort of time. Uh, she had a break between runs after the Boxing Day run at Caulfield, where she got a long way back and hit the line really well, and then went to a stand down hillside midweeker. The form says third of five, but it wasn't too bad a run. They didn't really go much of a gallop, and she was just sort of beaten for a turn of foot. She's been kept fresh again. I just yeah, get the feeling that this has sort of been the plan all along, just to keep her on fresh legs. Uh, who knows if she'll handle the heavy, but she's handled the soft seven at Flemington. So I'm going to go her each way from 12 Mamunia. Another one, a little bit of a question mark over the prep in that she resumed from a spell, also having raced on Boxing Day. Uh, she resumed on March 5 over 1,300. It was a really eye-catching performance, but now she goes straight to 2,000. That performance on Boxing Day was a win over 2,000, so at least she's won at the distance. Uh, I think uh, she can run really well here if she's fit enough, and I'm sure she will be from the Godolphin camp. One, Roots. They gave the heavy as a bit of a excuse for her flop in the far lap, so that's obviously not ideal, but that was, or has turned out to be a red-hot far lap. Three of those that beat her home have won since. Um, so, look, she's got that little bit of class about her, so we'll give her another chance on the wet. And nine, Chenin, uh, full sister to Group 1 winning stablemate Shadow Hero. So, Got a bit of a pedigree and just seems to be hitting her straps nicely. That was a strong win at Hawkesbury last time out. Four on top for me from 12, one and nine. I've got the Godolphin filly on top, Mamunia. Um, look, very good return over 1,300 metres. As you've touched on, Joel, that sharp rise and trip is a uh, little odd. Don't see him do that often. But the fact she's got a win on the board at the trip, um, you know, Obviously, obviously, it's good form. And, and the heavy eight first up, she was able to handle that pretty well. So 54 and a half kilos. Um, she goes on top in the race. I'm not all that keen on. I think Roots, the one, is the best horse uh, in the race. She's plenty of class about her. The, the first up win at Warwick Farm was outstanding. Um, she's placed behind Fangirl. You know, ran a wick on a soft track. Um, yeah, worth another chance. Seven, I'm divine. Should have won at Canberra last start. Um, she was thrown into the deep end second up in the surround stakes and um, she thought highly enough to contest that. She was a roughie and was a little bit at class there. But back in grade and should have won a benchmark 75 last start. <clears throat> um, I think she's got a bit of upside and in for fourth. I got the four secret glamour. 12-1-7-4. Race four at Randwick is the Schweppes Chairman's Quality. 2,600 metre group two quality as the name suggests. And uh, to enter to face the starter, it's a very interesting race, Joel. Yeah, it is. Um, a few different form lines. Um, does Stockman back up? I think Joe Pride's always had the intention to do so. Uh, I know it's a, a little bit of a quicker backup than he would have liked Monday to Saturday, but um, all intentions are that he's going to run and he's a great wet tracker. And look, I tipped him in the tanker and he ran super there on, on, on Monday on a drying track. He's going to be hard to beat. I'll come up with number 15, LaBol. Just gets a lovely weight swing on Stockman. Six kilos from their clash in the sky high. Now, that was a set weights and penalties race, and LaBol was really unsuited 
should have been getting a lot of weight off all those that beat him home. I thought he battled on quite well, having raced outside the leader without cover. Stockman, as Frank the form Mount Popper, came out of that race and won last week. So Jamie Carter ride on 53 kilos. I'll be backing him each way and certainly saving on Stockman. You can at $8. I think that's you know, more than satisfactory, albeit he's got the 59 and giving plenty of weight away, but he will just uh, plough through this mud. Uh, 12 chalk streams been heavily backed and easy to see why. It was a good, a very good run, in fact, in the Queen's Cup. He was wide throughout, very tough to finish third. He's certainly progressing along nicely towards the Sydney Cup. And I think uh, number six, Zarek, is ready to peak. He just, he loomed to win the Queen's Cup and then knocked up in the last furlong. That was his first go, 2400 this prep. Uh, he certainly gets his chance here, but uh, chances don't end there. It's a pretty wide open affair. 15 for me, though, from 112 and 6. A couple of bets in the race. Great house, up to 2,600 metres. Um, there's got to be a bet in each way price. He's very consistent. Golding is two runs back from a spell at have been um been quite quite good and look up to twenty five hundred meters last prep winning the Hotham at, at at Flemington so this 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 rise and trip will suit him down to the ground um he's adapted on wet tracks and <clears throat> I think third up looks ready so worth a beachway play I think great house on top for me six Zarek um look having a nice preparation a strong winner last are uh, two back on the heavy ten and up to twenty four hundred meters um, had a good run there it just Sort of no match for the trifecta, but it was a good performance. He's ticking over well. 12 chalk stream. Hard to miss the last start run uh, there. And look, second up to 2,400 metres that was. So he'll t- take plenty of improvement out of that. And in for fourth, uh, I got the one, Stockman. Two, six, 12, one for me. Race five on day one of the championships is the New Haven Park Country Championships final 1,400 metres, set weights, uh, special conditions with the uh, uh, with the qualification, obviously, uh, obviously the qualification clause uh, needing to uh, uh, run top two in one of the heats. Uh, good news for one of the emergencies with the scratching of Zoo Station. Uh, bad luck for Gaynor Williams and Connections. Joel, what did you like here? Yeah, I've gone with number six, Edit. I think he's got the potential to be the best horse out of this race. We saw a glimpse in the spring, his first prep over here from New Zealand. He won first up at Tamworth, went into the Kosciuszko, drew bag, got a long way back and, and really finished off strongly. Then they threw him into the deep end a bit in the classic legend. Again, got a long way back, but ran some very good late splits. He was going to go round in uh, one of the earlier, uh, in the Tamworth, qualifier but he drew the highway so they kept him back for the wild card drew wide again but ended up getting a pretty good run followed the winner cavalier charles and just couldn't quite peg him back probably peaked on his run which was fair enough i think he can turn the tables with that run under the belt uh, thrown four test eight or silence in for second done nothing wrong five from six doesn't win by big margins but he knows where the line is uh, one cavalier charles has to be a hope if i like edit he did beat shelby 66 on a soft track four uh, four runs ago and Best roughy for mine is number 11, to the nines. Uh, Tash Burley almost won this race a couple of years ago with El Mahaha. Similar sort of horse, this bloke. He's just starting to hit his straps, only had the 10 starts. He was $61, but he did only get beaten a lip by Test 8 or Silent. So I don't think he should be 40 to 1 and, and the other horse around 6 or 7. I think they should be a bit closer. 6 on top for me from 4, 1 and 11. With a far too easy... Yeah. Northern New South Wales galloper. 
has been freshened up since the qualifying for this race and the Grafton champ, uh, the Grafton qualifier won there, um, arrived in time. And then there's a, a good effort over this trip to back, um, ran on well in the Magic Millions three-year-old race. He's just seldom runs poorly. This horse has won five from eight. Um, he's got a second to Mimi Lagarde um, on the CV in Brisbane. And look, <clears throat> with the trial since, had a good trial since that, the last start win at Grafton. Um, good draw, I think, is the one to beat for mine. Six edit. Um, yeah, but good good return at Scone to qualify for the race. Um, likely improve a second up in for third. Have a three, another one who ran second in this race last year. Um, he too is quite a consistent galloper. Excellent win at Wagga last start. He's since trialed um, at Wagga, winning a winning a trial by seven lengths. So he's obviously up to the mark at the moment, and he'll give another good another good side in this race. And in for fourth, have the nine tap and run coming out of a last start race at Flemington. Um, held his own there down the straight. Two six three nine. First of the Group 1s at Royal Randwick on Saturday is Race 6. It is the English size, 1,400 metres, set weights for two-year-olds, worth a million bucks, Joel. I'm with Chris Waller to win his first uh, Triple Crown race. Obviously, he hasn't won a slipper or a size or a champagne, but I think he can tick one of those off here with number 10, Showcourt. The three-quarter brother to Doubtland kicked off in a Canterbury Maiden. It was an outstanding run and defeat. Went into the Todman and should have fought out the finish. Got held up and checked at a key stage. Uh, look, though, I think they were toying with the idea of putting him away and keeping him for Brisbane, but uh, liked his trial last week. And he showed that he could handle the heavy ground there in the Todman. So I'm pretty keen on 10 each way. I'll be having a little savour on number seven, Magic, because I've got a lot of time for him. He was a real eye-catching run in the Silver Slipper. Not quite as good in the Pago Pago next time, but just suggested that he was looking for further, which isn't a surprise. He's out of rising romance. 12 Fireburn, deserved favourite, dominant winner in the slipper after overcoming mid-race interference. She is going to be very hard to beat. And 8 Warby. He's only had the one run, but it was a very good effort in the Black Opal. He was well-backed in early markets, got back from a wide draw and charged home. I think he's got to be respected. Uh, show court for me, though. 10 from 7, 12 and 8. And with Fireburn on top, with her in the slipper, and I must admit, like like many, she I didn't see her winning the race from where she was at the top of the straight, but the turn of foot she showed on that heavy surface, um, it was one of the better slipper wins I've seen. And and look, the stable reckons she's um just ticking over nicely, and a race like the size will suit her even better. So I think she's um look a definite um. Definitely the one to beat on what she showed in the slipper. I think it's a pretty good field here, though. And, look, I won't be diving in at the short price. I think show court, certainly over the odds. Absolutely no luck in the Todman last start. Um, held up for a run. And then when the run came at the end, he out and, and sort of lost lost his spot. But his two runs have been um, pleasing and looks ready for 1,400 metres now. In for third, I have the seven magic, um, except for this race and... Um, look, he's done nothing wrong. It is two starts as well. In for fourth, the two Charlotte and um, gave the impression gave me the impression that Tom Lee's looking for fourteen hundred meters. It was a pretty good run, and um, behind Shadard in there went third. The twelve will be hard to beat on top of ten, seven, and two. First leg of the quaddy at 
Randwick on Saturday's race seven, Bentley Australian Derby. Uh, group one, set weights for three-year-olds worth two million bucks, Joel. Yeah, this is one race where I've just got no confidence about on Saturday. It is hard to line up because, you know, probably the best horse in the race is Hitotsu. He's building a terrific record, obviously been trained a little unconventionally and by Australian terms. The query is that, you know, he did it in the spring, 1600 to 2500 and won the derby. Now he's got to do it on a heavy 10. So that's a task. And number two, Allegron is doing trying to do the same thing, albeit he's had two runs back. But he's been kept on fresh legs. We haven't seen him since the Australian Guineas. And he chased Hitotsu in the derby in the spring and was huge there. It was three wide the trip. So, look, if those two have... If, if it's the right campaign, then they can fight out the finish. But then you've got those that are trying to back up from Tuesday, uh, Monday. The Tullock Stakes has been the form line in recent years. I'm going outside all of that. And I've landed on number four, Castle Ray Kidd. Oh, I, didn't, I wasn't with him in the Alistair Clark, but I've just... I can see him getting a really soft time. I know it's a big field, but there just doesn't look any pace here. Zoom on and Castle Ray Kid, who are the stable mates, I think can control it. He didn't have any pace at all in the Alistair Clark. It just didn't pan out at all well for him. It was a fast run race and it suited the bat markers. Just like his previous wins, I think he'll just keep rolling out in front. And yeah, I've landed on him at an each way price without a lot of confidence. I'll put Hitotsu in for second, Allegra on for third. And five regal line. I thought him and Benno were probably the two best runs out of the Tullock. The character did nothing wrong. He had the right run and he'd be some sort of a chance. But certainly regal line had the flashing lights on him there. He's already been to the 2400 and run very well in the New Zealand derby. Four on top for me from one, two and five. Going to be with that Tullock form from the, um, from the Monday at Newcastle. And I'm with Benno. Tough draw, but he'll get back anyway. Um, he was excellent uh, running on in the fourth and the Tullock, him and Regal Lion were just as good as each other, I thought. And uh, you get a bit bigger price about Benno here. And um, I've liked his, what he's been able to do, this preparation. He didn't have much luck too back, but Tullock last start, the wet track will pose no problems. Um, just how far back in the field. That has to be some sort of query, but um, really going along well. And Brenton Abdallah are in good form this autumn. autumn. He's coming back from injury. So <clears throat> made the value bets. Of the day eight character, the winner of that Tullock stake. So, as you said, Joel just sort of had the, the ideal run right up on the speed. Um, it was too strong late. I don't think the rise of trip will, will hurt him. Uh, Regal line in the numbers as well. And Hitotsu, um, yeah, the, can't leave him out despite the fact he is untested on this sort of trying ground. First up win in the Guineas, um, obviously outstanding. And his one is win. In the Derby last prep over a similar trip to this um, was also outstanding. So he's got to go in there somewhere, despite a couple of queries. Fifteen on top of eight, uh, one and five. Second leg of the Quaddy at Randwick is race eight. Always one of the great sprints on the Australian calendar. Furphy TJ Smith Stakes, twelve hundred meter Group One standard weight for age worth two and a half million. Joel. Yeah, look, I've gone with the value here, number three, Mask Crusader. I'm just overlooking his two runs this prep down the straight in the Lightning and the New Market and just going purely off his Randwick form. And if you go off that, he's probably a $5 chance rather than a, well, he's, I see he's out to about nine fifty now. So I think he's very backable. Obviously, he split the two big guns, Eduardo and Nature Strip, in this race last year and also in the Everest. He absolutely flew home in the Everest. And in this race last year, he was just held up at a key stage and then ducked back to the inside and and he was finishing strongly again. So 
Look, I'm just going to go with him each way uh, to beat one nature strip. I think 1,200 suits him better than Eduardo. Eduardo has got 1,200 metre form, obviously, but I just think staying at that 1,000 metres in the challenge stakes and Eduardo was able to just sort of do his own thing in front and it might not be as clear cut here. So I'll lean to nature strip ahead of Eduardo and in for fourth. It was a toss up between Shelby 66 or Pulele, but I've gone Pulele, the three-year-old. He's got form around home affairs, which certainly ties into uh, the favourites here. Good win first up, and then he was off a bit of a freshen in the Galaxy, got back off a wide gate and really didn't have much luck. So I would say he could improve. Three on top from one, two, and 11. You normally do side with Nature Strip on top of uh, on top of Eduardo when, when they clash, but I'm going to be with Eduardo here. Uh, did like the win in the challenge. It obviously, Shelby 66 hammered to nowhere, but he dug deep late and held that horse off and... <clears throat> I think that this sort of ground suits him a little better than it does Nature Strip, who obviously is no um, has got good, good form on this sort of uh, these sort of conditions. Just going to give the slight edge to Eduardo. In for third, I have the three Mask Crusader. Um, third up, twelve hundred meters, a good recipe for him. So clearly his favoured um, his favoured distance. In for fourth, uh, nine overpass. I thought was good in the Galaxy without much luck. He's having a very good campaign. He won two or three pride. Defeat Forbidden Love first up. Um, but his wet track form is good. And I think he's uh, certainly run into a placing. But two um, on top of one, three and nine. And race nine is the star. Doncaster mile, 600 metre, group one handicap. Top, he's only got 56, but uh, the bottom, he has got 49 and a half. Uh, and then you've got your, your, then your four emergencies, of which one has been scratched between it to face the starter. Mighty race once again. Might be very, very soggy by race nine. Joel, what's going to happen? Yeah, it is a terrific race. Uh, you can have many picks here and miss the winner. I have settled on number three, Private Eye. I would... I was hoping he'd draw a bit better. He's going to get a long way back from that barrier, but just think he's ticking over beautifully. He's had the two group one runs at Wait for Age, excellent in the Canterbury Stakes, and then held up at a key stage. Race really wasn't run to suit there at Rose Hill and the George Ryder, and his last 200 was strong. Blinkers on third up. This is tougher than the Epsom, but he only goes up a kilo and a half because Regan Bayless did carry a kilo and a half over there in the Epsom. So only up one and a half for a win at this track and trip. Ready to peak third up. I'll lean his way from 16 Forbidden Love. Well, I've been tipping against her. In fact, I think I've been leaving her out of my four in the last two starts. So certainly egg on the face there, but not this week. She dropped seven kilos off two group one weight for age wins against the boys. So really, how do they beat her? She's got to run 1,600. And I guess that's the the one little factor. But if she's ever going to do it, it's going to be here with 50 kilos. Uh, 20 Converge. If he shows the same turn of foot that he did in the Randwick Guineas, he's a major player. Didn't really show that at the 2000 last time, but uh, he's right down in the weights here, and I think back to the mile suits. And my two roughies are 13 Numerian and 15 Brutality. I'll throw Numerian in for fourth. This import, we've only seen him twice in Australia. I thought he was very good in the Bill Ritchie back in the spring. Uh, just had a bit of a pipe opener there at Flemington with 60 kilos on his back. Big weight drop, handles the wet, and then on his best... UK form, he's a chance. Three on top from 16, 20 and 13. Yeah, very tough race. I'll land on the 12, kiss on all four cheeks. The uh, the West Australian, 
look, her win in the look pretty modest group three last start at Flemington was outstanding, I thought. Um, she enjoyed a nice run, but the turn of foot she showed and put them away there was a, a very, very strong win. Speaking to trainer Danny Morton during the week for an article in this weekend's paper, and um, he's there's a sense of confidence, I think, with this with this mare. He's always had a very high opinion of her. She's yeah, group one placed in uh, Perth on a couple of occasions, the railway in the Kingston town late last year. She's come back um, and he thinks the best form of her life. And um, I think the big price, the, the query is the heavy track. She hasn't, well, she's seen it once and, and didn't do too well. That was quite a while ago, but she has got a couple of wins on rain affected ground in Perth. Um, that is a query obviously, but look, I'm at the 34 to one, the, the strength of her win last start, I think she's got plenty of upside. She's a, a a very talented mare who just doesn't run poorly. Um, I think she's worth a bit of a spec. So she's on top for me in a very tough race, as always, the Doncaster. 16, Forbidden Love. She's obviously taken the advantage of the the of the relentless rain in Sydney. She's um, absolutely motors through these heavy tracks and picked up a couple of Group 1 wins this prep. Uh, down at 50 kilos, um, sort of thrown in there. And she's obviously... The one to beat, I think. 17, Just Folk in, the, in as well. Really like the, the Ajax um, ticking the wet track box in Sydney, in the Sydney way going. He had ticked it prior. Um, he's really sort of come of age since the spring. Very good in a Cantala, a length off the winner there in a, in a genuine Group 1 mile race and looked certainly just going the right way again this time in. So he's got to be included. Three, Private Eye. Um, one I've thrown in as well and... <clears throat> The 21 banker's choice. Hopefully he can gain a start. Uh, he was testing the group in the George Ryder last start at Wait for Age. And look, I thought he ran on quite well there after a good run at Flemington in his first Australian start, the start prior. Um, back to handicap grade at 50 kilos and the wet track, no problem. Um, if he get, if he's in there, if he gains a start, he'll certainly be going in my quaddy in the first fours. But 12, 16, 17, 3, my, uh, my top four. And finally, on day one of the championships at Randwick, race 10, China Horse Club, PJ Bell Stakes, 1,200-metre group three for three-year-old fillies at set weights and penalties, Joel. Wide open race, this one, but I'm very keen on one at odds. Number 15, party for one. Got a lot of time for this girl. Um, Joe Pride certainly does. He spoke very highly of her prior to her Warwick Farm run last week, but he was worried about the 1,000 metres. She was supposed to run the week earlier over 1,100, and as it panned out, the 1,000 was just too short. But she didn't run too badly. You go back through her early runs, she's got form around pretty good horses, even in her maidens. Uh, she went to the Gosford Guineas, was very good there from a long way back behind Bacchanalia. King of Sparta was in that race. So whilst her handicap rating says she's got a task, I think uh, her form line suggests she's up to this. So you're definitely going to have a good play on her. Uh, a lot of respect for 10, a very fine red, and 7, Mimi Lagarde. Certainly have a high opinion of those two fillies. They're right up high of the betting here and they're going to be hard to beat and 13 Zapateo who like a very fine red has the Mizzou form lines and that should be pretty strong for this 15 for me from 10 7 and 13 I've gone the five heresy on top very good run in the surround stakes last start in the heavy 10 no luck in the light fingers to start prior um, has had a trial since the surround she's won that barrier it's a little bit tricky for her, but a very consistent filly who, um, barring the complete forgive job in the 1,000 guineas last prep, um, she really hasn't run a poor, a bad race. Back in grade, 
um, to a group three here. And third up, I think a big chance. The five, ten in next, a very fine red. Um, excellent behind a pretty promising sprinter in Marzu, fresh. Um, in for third, I have the 16 Comrade Rosa, a bit of a price in this, but and, uh, yeah, I guess fair enough coming out of a Newcastle benchmark 64 first up, but um, for with a slow getaway there. She ran over the top of them and it was an impressive win. I think got plenty of upside and up to this sort of level. And in for fourth, I have the 12 Smirnova. 5, 10, 16, 12. That wraps up a massive day. We hope we get through at Randwick on Saturday. To recap the specials from the boys, Joel's best was race six, number 10. And that is show course. My uh, acrobat would start uh, working again. Hang on, something's gone extremely wrong. No, that, uh, yeah, that is correct. That is correct, Mark. Show court is my best. And, and you've added my of course, the bowl race four, number fifteen. Dan's best race one, number three, spacewalk, and his value bet was in race seven, which was number fifteen, overpass. Um, Bendigo, as I mentioned, is the venue for uh, Victorian Metropolitan Racing on Saturday, and the club would be delighted uh, with the quality and quantity of runners they've got for their features. Uh, and the first of the black type races is race seven, and that is the Mitchelton Ryan's Bendigo Guineas, set weights and penalties for three year olds uh, worth 200,000. Joel, how did you see that one? Still reeling after last week's effort with a sharp response, but hopefully you'll get to keep this race. Uh, it was a, a strong win there over Jungle Magnate. Of course, lost it in the stewards' room. So uh, hopefully he's all fit and well and on backs up without a problem. I think he can win and hopefully keep this one. Uh, Cardigan Queen, the filly, hard to beat. Number 10, she's going really well off two very good runs at Flemington. Three gun decks, a real talent. Uh, just too strong first up over the, the sprint trip. Uh, could soon be looking for a lot further than 1,400. That's the little query, but he can run well. And for a bit of a roughie, number seven, Actal Gali. Tackles this first up, but his form uh, back in the winter last year was pretty good. He's got a bit of upside about him, this bloke, and didn't think he warranted being 50 to 1. Five on top for me from 10, 3, and 7. I've got the 10 on top, Cardigan Queen. Um, I think she can atone for the... The, the horrible watch at Flemington last start. Um, just couldn't get out and flew home. Win a fortunate kiss, held her off, but she was excellent in defeat. Good behind Barbara to the start before. Um, she's on top for me in this Cardigan Queen. Mars Mission in next. Look, after two dominant wins, first and second up, um, it's been a little bit disappointing. Excuse offered in the Zedative two backs. You know, didn't get on his right leg and then not much luck last start in Mooney Valley. Should have finished much closer to Snapper. Uh, he won the race and then subsequently run really well in a William Reed last Friday. So Mars Mission can bounce back to his best. He's a winning hope. Um, Heskett, I thought, was good at Flemington last start. Um, and in for fourth, I have a bit of a roughie, the nine, Air Clash, who, look, first up run on paper, doesn't look too great. Ninth to tenth, the packing and benchmark 64, but wasn't really run to suit there. Um, he's... I think it's a little bit closer here. Good win second up last time in. I think he's a quite a talented horse. And if you can put it together in a, in a race like this, he, um, he's not the worst 50-1er. to 
stats I've seen. So my number's 10 on top of 4, 2, and uh, 9. Uh, I made Cardigan Queen my best on the card to beat Asymmetrical, Chartres and Gundek. 10, 11, 1, and 3. Race 8 at Bendigo on Saturday is the Bet365 Golden Mile, uh, 1,600-metre listed handicap. And, Joel, your best comes up here. Yeah, Cherry Tortoni. Look, I, I sort of hinted last time that if he didn't win, that'd be it, me off him. But it was just too good a run to jump off. He should have won. He was held up for too long. Uh, at the back of the field. Once he got clear, he savaged the line behind the two that had well, just controlled things on speed and gentleman Roy and Burma there. So, yeah, he, he has sucked me in again, but uh, I think deservedly so. He'll be very hard to beat. I've gone as uh, gone with Sydney Siders as the dangers. Uh, eight Riadini back onto a dry track and one I Am Superman who certainly doesn't like it wet. He's running the Apollo on the dry track first up was excellent. And throwing number three Zaydani in for fourth, she will get better with a run and over further. I just thought with the blinkers on first up at a mile, coming off what was a really good end to spring prep, she could run a cheeky race fresh. 14 from 8, 1 and 3. I'm with the 7 Crosshaven on top. It's been a while between drinks. Over uh, 500 days since his last win, but um, actually up in some pretty good company and he was good last start behind Kiss on all four cheeks. So, of course, of a big chance to win the Doncaster. Um Crosshaven, we'll need a bit of luck from the wide draw here, but I think going well and back in grade, I think he's um, got some luck in running. He might be hard to beat here at Crosshaven, the seven. In for second, I am Superman, classy horse, very good second up record. Um, Kick Magnus third, no match in the All-Star Mile last up. This is obviously much easier. Um, Good off a slow tempo in in the blamey. Two back and in for fourth, I have the 14 Cherry Tortoni. Obviously, you know, I catch the last start. My numbers seven on top, Crosshaven on top of one, six and 14. I've gone for one at a bit of odds in the local High Stranger to beat Ironclad, I Am Superman, and Mandela Effect four, one, uh, four five, one and 13. As I mentioned, my best was uh, race seven, number 10, Cardigan Queen. My value bet earlier in the card, race four, number 11. Gold Spark. Joel, your best was race eight, number 14, Cherry Tortoni. Tell us about your value bet. Resuming in race two, number 17, Vitruvius. Yeah, from the Paul Peruskia, Brett Preble to ride. He built a pretty good partnership with this horse last prep. He was a strong winner at Geelong, then went to Flemington, performed quite well. Prior to those runs, though, at 1,400, he ran third at Ballarat. Hickok won the race. Flying Mascot was second. He was very close to her. So, Taking a line through that form line, I think he can be very competitive, especially with the blinkers on first up. He's jumped out well enough. So at around 11 or $12, so I'll be with him each way. Dan, your specials. Yeah, the value I've mentioned, Crosshaven in, um, uh, Crosshaven in race uh, eight. The best comes up earlier in the day. Um, it comes in race number, sorry, four. Look, Remark was pretty well placed here. We obviously... A colt with um, a bit of wrap, you know, a few wraps around him early on, and uh, just hasn't sort of gone on with it since the, the debut win. Um, so far, of Animo and a Todman last year's last preparation as a three-year-old, last prep as a three-year-old was was quite good, um, without winning there either. But first up, I thought his run on a heavy nine was okay. Considering he raced pretty keenly there, he wasn't all that far away from the winner. This is the easiest race he's faced. Um, 
He's taking on the older horses. Don't have to go 59 kilos, but I think his class will take him a long way here. He's drawn to get a lovely run. Um, I think sort of be he's active. He can't get the job done here, but I'm banking on him to to uh, be too classy for these. Um, Bendigo race four, number seven, the best remark. All righty. They are racing on the main track all day at uh, Moorhaville on Saturday. There is a listed race. It is race eight, the Manor High Classic. Quality handicap over 1,100 metres. Uh, Daniel, how did you see this one? Yeah, I'm going to stick with Lombardo. I was keen on him first up. Um, look, maybe the 1,000 metres might have just been a bit too nippy for him. Um, in hindsight, he, he didn't run poorly. He was only beaten two and a half lengths by Express Pass down the straight, but um, keen to see him back around a bend. He's got good form in Adelaide. He's won both races in the States and one from one here at Morphville. Um, I think he can quickly atone from the last start defeat and, and prove too classy for him here. He's a very good sprinter. Uh, he ran well in a Manicado last preparation. So Lombardo, expecting him to be too good. He's on top. Um, the two, six in next rock the ring. Came of age last preparation. Very good trial behind Kemmel Passer. He's got excellent form here at this Morphville track. Uh, they're the main two. One's Exhalation and three Bold Star next. But keen on Lombardo. Two, six, one and three. Uh, Lombardo, in fact, your best race eight, number two. Tell us about your value bet comes up earlier on the card. Yeah, with the last start winner in Extremely Discreet, one at Murray Bridge over the 900 metres. And look, just had the run just off the two leaders there um, in the short course scamper. But when the gap appeared in the straight, she um, put the race to bed quite quickly. It was a strong win. I think can go right on with it. It was good to see her do that too, because while she's always shown a bit of talent there's been a few, um, I guess, a few excuses in her runs prior, um, just with maturity and, and wide runs and that. But with a good run in transit last start, and she was able to show her, show her best and sort of back up some, um, I guess, some good trial form. So <clears throat> 10, uh, extremely discreet in race five at an each way price. Um, yeah, the best value of the day. Race five, number 10. Any thoughts on Morfordville, Joel? Uh, just race four, number five, Ponte Dira uh, for the Hickmott Yard. Trialed in New Zealand and was very impressive winning. That was a heavy track. He's had one trial locally. Uh, he was held on too tight and uh, finished fourth, but just missed second. The stable mate cleared out there. I see there's been a little bit of early support for him. Uh, I'd be keener if, if it was going to be a wet track, so a bit unknown on top of the ground, but he's got plenty of talent by the looks of it, so uh, we'll uh, back him each way. In Brisbane on Saturday, they're heading back to Eagle Farm and it uh, looks like the uh, owners and trainers are starting to become a bit more comfortable with headquarters up there because uh, fairly solid fields throughout the day. Daniel, what have you found for us up there? Uh, like on the lead in race five, it's my best on the card, Barks. Um, plenty of speed engaged here, 1,000 metre class six and he's going to be one who will benefit off that. He'll get back... Um, Probably settle in the sort of the last three or four in the run, but does possess a big finish, and I think he'll get his chance to show it here. Um, he was very good first up at Canberra against the pattern. Um, that was on a non-preferred wet track. We'll get a drier surface here at Eagle Farm, and that set weights, the set weights conditions of the race, 54.5 kilos. He's um, well-placed with that sort of weight against some of these. So ticks a lot of boxes for me on the lead. Um, you're getting a pretty good price too, around 6 or $7 at the moment. So race five. 
number 10, the best bet. The value comes up uh, earlier in the program, Street Dancer in uh, race three. It is was first up for 14 months um, at Eagle Farm uh, about two and a half weeks ago. And look, considering his first up 1,600 metres after such a long layoff, I thought his run was quite good. Um, he was always going to improve off that. He was wide there. The winner, winner won quite well, but um, he came on. He kept on pretty well off a wide run. He was also, always going to improve into this. Has a group three second behind Love Tap over 1,800 metres and a gloaming stake. So certainly classy enough. And a 54 kilos after the claim, um, I think he can get the job done second off, second up. So, yeah, my value, race three, street dancer, race three, number 14. All righty. Uh, Ascot, once again, the venue for Perth racing on Saturday. And uh, there's a couple of black type races. Race four, the Old Comrade Stakes, over 1,600 metres. Uh, there's only six in it, and five of them met in the Grandstand Cup recently. And uh, Greg Hooper, our man in Perth, is expecting the same result. Uh, i.e. a win to number one, Son of a God, to beat Dom to shoot Bruce Almighty and Son of Bacchus. That is uh, one, three, six, and four. The big race is race seven. It is uh, the time-honoured Caracatta Plate. was a group one back in the day. It's still a group two these days, worth half a million. It is the grand final for WA two-year-olds over 1,200 metres. And... uh, this is uh, Hooper's best comes up here in Amelia's Jewel. Uh, the filly uh, reckons that uh, she has just looked uh, a cut above them um, so far. And Barrier 17 is only going to help because uh, it's going to give her some clear air. And he was of the opinion that a dollar eighty early was uh, an absolute, uh, absolute spoil. But uh, it has been uh, snapped up. I think she's a bit shorter than that now. Amelia's Jewel for Hoops to beat Street Parade. Left the building and she's graceful. That is 10, 2, 3, and 12. His best race, 7, number 10, Amelia's Jewel, or probably was when she was a dollar eighty. probably not so much now. Uh, value bet is race 9, number 3, Blazing Away. Earlier in the day, across the Tasman Joel, they're racing at Awapuni and Avondale. Yeah, Group 1 racing at Awapuni for the two-year-olds in the Manawatu size, over 1,400. Uh, that's race six on the card. My value bet comes up there. I've gone with number two, Andalus. Did get rolled in a maiden last time out, but it was a good run, and I just think he was crying out for 1,400. His two previous efforts, he was Group 2 and Group 3 play. So he is in. He is right in this, despite being a maiden, and he's going to be good odds. So we'll back him each way. Race six, number two. The best is in race five, and it's number 10, Tavea from the Moroni stable, talented daughter of contributor. This uh, more of a sprinting type. Uh, just last time out, the 1200 was a bit short against some real speedsters. Uh, her two prior wins were very strong. I think she's a candidate to come over here. She's got plenty of talent. I think she'll be very hard to beat on Saturday at Avondale. Uh, the best sticking with an old favorite in Rosen Power. Put in a rare poor one last start. Had plenty of company up on the lead. Now, she's very well placed here with number one demonetization uh, compressing the weights with his 63 kilos. Everything else has 55 bar for a couple that are claiming. Uh, she should be giving them plenty of weight. Number two, Rosen Power. Very well placed to bounce back to her best form. Race three, number two, and value is in the opener. Race one, number six, Scoria. Uh, debut run was over 1,300 on the Cambridge synthetic track last year and just beaten for speed, but like the way he found the line... Now, kicks off here over a mile, so suggesting he's had a bit of work. 
uh, put into him. But I definitely think this distance and even further is going to suit. So we're possibly going off a run early, but I think he's got uh, some promise over these longer trips. So we'll uh, we'll have a go at him on Saturday. Should be a big price. All righty, that wraps up a massive Saturday of racing around Australasia. It brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Yes, well, as said about last week, the better had one of our rare complete wipeouts, but uh, there's always next week, which is this week. And uh, I'm going to uh, go to Bendigo and I'm going to go race seven, number 10, Cardigan Queen. Joel? Well, it's a long, long day, so I'm going to keep my powder dry and I'm going to wait till the last at Randwick. Race 10, number 15, party for one, 10 each way. Uh, I'm doing the complete opposite. Race one at Randwick, spacewalk, pretty keen in the first. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, uh, I think Dan's is uh, probably a lot more likely to actually uh, get a run, Joel. You might just uh, <laughs> might just have the zero the zero result there. Does now does that does that bet still stand if the if uh, the uh, if the the championship stay one if the remainder of it is uh, run at uh, at uh, uh, say uh, Daniloquin on uh, Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, definitely for me. And uh, Party for One, she's had a bit of a look at Daniloquin. I reckon she'll handle that track just fine. But as long as it doesn't go to Poon Carry, she might be in a bit of trouble. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, that wraps up the podcast for this week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Don't forget to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. It is uh, online as we speak to you after some drama. And uh, it is in the shops on Friday with all your form for Cranbourne Friday, Fields for Everywhere Else Friday, our usual great coverage of Saturday and Sunday. Plenty of great reading and uh, other features besides. Uh, And we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.